Hello, 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 and welcome to episode six of Fairly Far Fetched. And we have a special treat today, listeners. In the UK, as always, you got me, your boy, Kia. But also in the UK, we have Gavin Pinkney. Yeah, I know this is a bit weird, isn't it? We're sat across a table from one another. I can see Kia's face. It's unlikely that the technology will make this a really terrible conversation. Unlikely. Un- I mean, still could. Still could. Yeah, now it just comes down to us and our ability to hold a conversation face-to-face. A bit worried. Pretty concerning. Um, so, um, Gavin Pinkney's here in the UK. Uh, it was my birthday yesterday, which made me think for the opening question. If you were to invite one Pokemon to be, let's say, the entertainer at an upcoming birthday party, who would it be and why? Gavin Pinkney. Well, the obvious choice is Mr. Mine. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon- That's the obvious choice. Yeah. Pokemon number 122. <laughs> the obvious choice is Mr. Mime. Uh, it's too easy. He's a mime. It's way too easy. It's too easy. And plus Canto Fever, we're over Canto it. Canto Fever, we're over yeah. it. So, obviously, we go for uh, Pokemon number 806, Blacephalon. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Have you just made that up? Now, Pokemon number 806, Blacephalon, is one of the Ultra Beasts introduced with... Um, right. Pokemon uh, yeah. Sun and Moon. I can see him now. Fire, uh, ghost type. Ultra Sun and Moon. And look at him. Yeah. Look at him. What is it? Yeah, I don't know. He looks like a party. He is a party. That's why <laughs> he I looks think like a party. He is a party. And that's why I think he'll be perfect at your birthday party. Uh, what, um, how would he entertain at a party? Well, he's only got, unfortunately, one Pokedex entry. Okay. Well, two Pokedex entries, but they they don't make any... They, they don't make him exciting. However, <laughs> his species is listed as the Fireworks Pokemon. He's the Fire... Oh, because his face is like a firework, and then he's kind of got, like, like clown trousers on. I mean, he's a clown. Yeah, he's a clown, right? Yeah. Um, now, you say there's nothing in the Pokedex entry, but if I may, it slithers toward people. Full stop. That's an entire sentence. It's <laughs> really, really important. He's a people person. Then, without warning, it triggers the explosion of its own head. Exactly that, yeah. So, so showstopper. Yeah, so I don't know where this comes from. It's not the Pokedex, but um, <laughs> its head is made up of a collection of curious sparks, and it appears to have the wondrous ability to freely remove its own head and make it explode. Right. So that's not from the Pokedex, but that's on this PokemonDB.net national decks thing. So he kind of hangs around at the party. He's a he's like a bit of a curio. People are going to be going up to him and going, God, his head's made of all, all these weird, curious, wonderful things. Mm. And then at the end of the night, throws it into the sky. Big explodies. Like confetti rains down. Right. Blacephalon. I don't know how he gets home after that, but... Perfect party Pokemon. Yeah, I had a, I had a few others before we go on to, to yours. Um, Pokemon number 660... Diggersby. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's clearly very good at impressions. <laughs> Why do you say that? Look at him. He's like he's definitely got like a Danny DeVito impression down. <laughs> He'd be like a celebrity impersonator. Or at least dad jokes. Yeah, no, he's got a lot of that. Although I kind of think maybe just some kind of like accidentally racist and sexist jokes. Probably. Yeah. Stuff that I cut out from you. <laughs> <laughs> Little peek behind the curtain there yeah. for our listeners. Um, finally, <laughs> brand new Pokemon. I don't yeah. necessarily know the pronunciation of this. Alcremi or Alcremi? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The one who turns into a giant birthday cake when it gigantamaxes. New features. 
Um, Want to explain how uh, gigantamaxing for people? I don't. No, no you're right. Um, <laughs> so, the strawberries and cream Pokemon. Yeah. Just the cream Pokemon. Yeah. Would you eat it? It's a birthday cake. Perfect party Pokemon. That brings me on to Gavin's final thought later on. Right, okay. And actually, I've got some thought. I think we might be t- t- uh, stepping on each other's toes a little bit. I think today. so. So, yeah, there's my, there's my party well, for you. Uh, good. I'm glad you didn't go with Mr. Mime because he looks fucking weird. He's gross. Yeah, he's a bit, bit gross. He's really gross. I've got, I've got one answer and one answer only for you. Let me just gather my notes here. So, if I was to invite one Pokemon... To be entertainment at a Pokemon uh, at, a, at a party if Pokemon were to exist, I'll read you the Pokedex entry. Go on. I'll do. I'll do a Pinkney. To avoid attacks, it hides beneath rocks and remains completely still. Second part. It stores berries in its shell. The berries eventually ferment to become delicious juices. Any guesses? <laughs> Some sort of alcohol Pokemon. <laughs> well. <laughs> Interesting. It's Pokemon two one three Shuckle. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know it. Like a little weird kind of like tortoise thing. He's yeah. like in a big shell. So interesting. You went down the alcohol route. I did not. I'm thinking, Pokey Pinata. That's gross. <laughs> he's got berries That's in absolutely him. Absolutely disgusting. You, like you chuck him up because he gets perfectly still when he's being attacked. Right. So he'll be a really good Pinata. You hang him from something and then you just hit him with stuff. He's a Pokemon, so he's used to being hit. We know that. And then, like, delicious berries and juices can fly out of him for the whole party. <laughs> and everyone has a lovely so, time. I want to address this now. Okay, please. This is you going down the route of being extremely right-wing. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the first time Not in recent episodes. I'm, I can't wait for you to flip-flop back to taking care of Pokemon. Mm, yeah, I'll, be- I'll become a neoliberal yeah, soon, don't you worry. become a neoliberal again. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm okay with using Shuckles to, for entertainment and parties. Got good defense. He's a bug rock type Pokemon. He's okay. made of rocks. Yeah, fine. And then we get berries and delicious fermented juices. I would have gone straight with the alcohol. <laughs> get pissed up. Yeah, you're right. Okay. It's smart. Okay. Um, so there you go. There's that. Um, today's episode, Pokenomics, all about um, the economics of the Pokemon world. Are we going Pokenomics or Pokeeconomics? Pokenomics. Pokenomics. Because pokey economics. No, no, fine. Pokenomics. Pokenomics. If you okay. if you don't mind. Um, so all about the economics of the Pokemon world, specifically around what businesses we think would exist if Pokemon were to exist. Now, last time out, we got into law and governance, which was, I think, a really important episode for us. I think we tackled it with some amount of not finesse. Yeah, I I don't feel ashamed of what we did last episode which is a good feeling i do right okay yeah but no do you feel ashamed of me though? i feel ashamed of you <laughs> the friends the that you've chosen <laughs> <laughs> had some difficult conversations yeah since. but i didn't get replaced so <laughs> what can we say um yeah okay fair enough but i thought we t- tackled some interesting topics any particular highlights for yourself when you think about episode five law and governance anything that you're particularly proud of us tackling uh, last time out well what did we do? We passed some laws. Yeah, we had the gavel. We had the gavel. The gavel made everything much more mm, fun. Mm. Um, what laws did we pass? Um, we talked a lot about battling. We talked about prohibited Pokemon. One thing I thought was really interesting in the last episode is that we basically came to a conclusion that I think we need to underline here, which is that Pokemon aren't as powerful in our world as they are in the Pokemon universe. Yeah, so we've decided to bring them down to a bit more of a manageable level 
because I don't think we can go along with gigaliths reshaping the world every yeah. time they sneeze. And actually, like in in general, our legendary chat I thought um, was quite important because legendaries are like um, they stick out like a sore thumb. There's like only one of them. Like they're really hard to catch, and also they can control space, time, weather, all this stuff. Like they're world enders, and that led us to a really interesting topic about how like myths and legends mm. about how the pokedex is old wives tales which i thought yeah. is important and i think that is really important we don't we i don't think we should be taking the pokedex as gospel like Correct. because if we take the pokedex as gospel that we can't apply this to real world 100%. At all. because we've got pokemon that are hot, that are hotter than the sun yeah. we've got pokemon that can move mountains yeah. we've got pokemon that can travel through space and time now that you know maybe we can maybe we can bend that but Mm. let's realms of science i agree um the only, the only other interesting thing that i'd harp back to from last episode was around like getting a trainer's license and how gyms are like uh you do like a theory test and you do a practical test yeah. and that allows you to like have certain type of pokemon so you couldn't just like be rocking around with a charizard if you went into a you know to kind of segue into today's episode if you were to go into a store to buy a pokemon rather than catching it which i think is a business that would exist in this world yeah um you would have to show your license cards. What would you call it? What would I call the store? See, that, no, because you're saying this because you're setting yourself up because I know that you've named your businesses really well today and I've given my no thoughts. Um, just the Pokey store, the Pokemon store. Yeah, great, cool. Yeah, great, uh, original. Um, but I think that would be a business that would exist. But if you only had like a Boulder badge or a green belt or whatever you want to call this licensing system, you wouldn't be able to buy certain type of Pokemon and the police would be well within their rights to confiscate Pokemon. Yeah, fine. So today's episode, um, I think, I'm really excited about today's episode. One, because we haven't got technical interference, in theory. I mean, we probably will do. Yeah. Um, we're in a room with a cat. Yes, he is going to make an appearance. Uh, about time, I'd say. And also, six, ep- six episodes running. Right. He's had a mention. Exactly. And there we go. There we He's go. in. Yorick's in. Now. Great. Now Fine. I can stop panicking and maybe just like relax into the episode a little. Yeah. Um, second thing I'm excited about is that it's the afternoon for me for a change. So I've got a delicious gin and tonic in hand. Cheers to that, Gavin. Cheers. We've got props. Yeah. Let's see if that reads. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and thirdly, because I think today we can allow ourselves to get really expansive and just have a bloody good time because we're talking about like just things that would exist rather than having to kind of get bogged down in law and licensing and setting up the groundwork today is like the groundwork set now let's have fun and just like think about some hopefully some serious stuff that people can kind of have the food for thought but also some silly stuff that um we think might exist or at least be a clever pun if i know you well enough yeah sure and also i mean we're in person so it could be a short episode it could be a long episode we don't know know. we've never done this before it's gonna be quite interesting yeah so, should we get into the content? Do you want to set the groundwork of what we're actually doing? Yeah. Like, so, what we've decided on this episode. The- Smart. Yeah. So, I thought for today's episode, we would both have the opportunity, we've both taken a week-ish, a morning for me, um, to think about some businesses that we think would exist or that we think are hilarious that could exist if in our world if pokemon existed and we're going to have the opportunity to pitch those ideas at each other both serious and sillies um and then we have the chance to choose whether we're going to invest in each other's ideas or not it is worth noting at this point gavin that there are no winners or losers here today absolutely yeah although the listeners will be the judge of that i suppose yeah okay yeah um have you got one for us i do how would you like to do this would you like to do it 
you uh, you go, I go, or should I just get them all out? I kind of want to like you go, I go. Let shall we see how we go with it? I'd like I'd like you to kick us off. Okay. I think you got some interesting stuff. Now, what I will just kind of put a pin in before we start there are businesses that we've already talked about, which I think are going to come up in a bit more detail today. But there's some stuff like we talked about, like my my Pokemon Spa from last week. Um, yeah, we talked a little bit about kind of like Joe Wick style Pokemon training videos, which I'd like to kind of delve into a little bit more. Um, and of course, famously the Machamp Moving Co. and their CVs. Um, <laughs> so there, there's been some chat around this already, but like, let's get into a bit more detail today. Yeah, and the issues in the workplace and Machamp Moving. Co. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, workplace equality for Machamps, but I promise not to get into as much detail as I did for Pokemon Spa. That's a promise, mm. listeners. Please keep listening. <laughs> Okay, Jonah and the Waylord Ferry Company. <laughs> so I was thinking, yeah. you know, everywhere's got a f- like, you know, the Channel Ferry. Sure. Right? Why has it got to be a ferry? Yeah. Could be a Waylord. Could be a Waylord. Jonah and the Jonah and the Waylord. Jonah and the Waylord. You go inside his mouth. So you're travelling as Jonah. You travel to the Isle of Wight uh-huh. from Southampton uh-huh. inside a Waylord. Inside a Waylord. It's cheaper. It's Why more... is it cheaper? Well, you just you just have to catch a Waylord. You're not building a boat. True. You have to feed it, though. I reckon you have to feed a Waylord a hell of a lot. Sure, I think it's pure profit, though. Maybe pure profit. That'll be overheads. You have to pay for a licence. You it's have to more... pay for trade routes or, well, you know, sure. shipping lanes. It's more eco-friendly. Way more eco-friendly, 100%. Yeah. And um, uh, it's way more fun. You have to train it up. Um, it will die at a certain point because aging does happen in the Pokemon world. So you'd have to constantly be training up the next Waylord. Yeah, I still think it's good. It's, it's very good. It's very good. Where do people sit, Gav? Or how do people Just travel? On, Just paint a picture for on me. On the mass of his tongue on the inside. Or on, the on the top. Okay. It depends on the weather, I think. Really nice. Yeah, because I think we'll go back to your, uh, your idea of throwing a wedding. Mm. Either on top with a gazebo. Mm-hmm. Put some tarpaulin out. Yep. Have a ride. Or, like, you, you genuinely fit, like, you take your own seat. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Take your own seat. I don't know. I reckon I'd, I'd, I'd be more likely to invest if there was mm. a rigged up seating system because my fear with taking my our own seats is that it might be quite uncomfortable for Waylord, depending on the type of seat. Yeah, if we're thinking animal welfare. Sure. I'd like the weight of the seats to be distributed evenly rather than be, like, pointy stuff on his back. Yeah, so, like... Snorlax beanbag chairs. Snorlax beanbag chairs. Yeah. How um, many Snorlaxes can you fit on the back of a Waylord? Top of my head, I don't know. <laughs> no, not top of your head, top of Waylord's head. <laughs> invest, not invest. Or or build, bank, build. Uh, bin, bank, bin build. bank, build. So my build to it is 100% yeah. the seating. Okay. Um, I'm a bit grossed out about the idea of being inside. Because I, I mean, you're going to get seasickness plus being like inside something's mouth. So there'd be like, a lot of um, kind of like health and safety around it. What I really like is how eco-friendly it is. Um, I just wouldn't want to be taking too much advantage of the Waylord as per previous discussions. Um, so it's a build, but uh, if those builds could be met, I'm investing. Okay, perfect. Happy? Yeah, you go for one. Uh, I'll go a serious one. So um, which one will I go for? So I thought Pokemon trading was quite interesting. Okay. In the games... All the games, pretty much. You meet up with someone, you wirelessly trade with them, right? And you can just trade any Pokemon you want. If I think about the real world, there, I've got a lot of fears around that. In the anime, they show that you have to, like, both put a Pokemon in, like, this digital 
thing so it reads and puts them across and that might be quite an eloquent way of solving for it but I don't, they're going to be quite expensive and they're not going to exist everywhere mm. so I wonder if a bit like eBay is like a middleman for consumer to com- consumer sales I wonder if there would be a middleman company that is set up to facilitate the safe and secure trading of Pokemon between two people yeah I mean it makes complete sense so yeah, it's like a gum tree or something. I don't, I don't like because then they've got their own insurance, and you're insured by that. Sure. I mean, I didn't really know what a middleman company was until like a month ago or so, when I realised people buy things for people. Yeah. And then get them delivered elsewhere. Yeah. Which seems like a great idea if you live in a different country. So there's probably the idea of like in in the games you've got the the global trade service. Yeah something or other and you're trading with japanese people yeah german people and thankfully it's a game so you don't have to worry about the economics of it but the fact is that is a really expensive system to set up where you can globally trade and send pokemon across the world and we just luckily suspend our disbelief in the games and say that it's all public funded here's a thing go on pokemon trading in general yeah all right it's kind of weird that you're just happy to give your pokemon which i think you probably treat a little bit more like a pet than than a commodity to someone that you don't know in a different country it depends how you use pokemon right i think that if you are a budding professional you're more likely to treat your pokemon as a business and i think that um you might not have access to certain pokemon that you would from around the world sure because there's definitely going to be regional Pokemon. 100%. Of course there are. That's like, that's a huge part There's of it. no way a Taurus is roaming the fields Quite. of the, the, the UK. Which does link me to a couple of other businesses. So I might as well just like talk about them as we're going. Yeah, go but on. I mean, what do you think about a consumer to consumer middleman for secure trading? I would invest, but uh, my build would be certain like safeguards in place to protect the Pokemon and who they're going to. I think you need a yeah. certain amount of vetting yes. before you go into an agreement with another trainer. Fair. Because yeah. if, and we're, if we're talking our real world, mm. I don't like people. No, no, no. They're the worst. They are the worst. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's assume people are the worst yeah. and we need to care for these yeah. guys. And, right? and people are the worst in a world where we're basically we're trading handbags. Imagine if we're trading like living things of consciousness. Exactly. There've got to be some checks and balances. That's horrific. Yeah. I was talking to our friend Jack uh-huh. today and he said, we're, we're about to approach a problem. Go on. We need to decide whether or not we're in a utopia or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're not. We're in we're the not. real world. We're, we're yeah. in the fucking real world. We are. It's shitty... But also, there's some magic to it. I mean, today we have had a pretty utopianist day, right? Right, it's been a lovely day. We've had a day. lovely old day. And it would have only been improved by real Pokemon. <laughs> 100%. But also, it would have been ruined by beating Pokemon around as well. Yeah, it would. I think people are more likely to be pricks in the world with our Pokemon. Yeah. But I, like, if you think back to Roman, episode three, I think it was, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he said, like, the more and more he looks at Pokemon, the more he loves it because of, like, all the friendship and, like, the relationships that are built between the Pokemon it's and beautiful. stuff. I think we've got to... I think we've got to agree that the relationship between man and Pokemon is really, really important. Yeah. Which I think would then be its own check and balance. There'd still be the Gary Oaks of this world who treat their Pokemon like garbage. I love Gary Oak. What do you mean you love Gary Oak? He's a much better trainer than Ash. Well, yeah, everyone's a better (laughs) trainer than Ash. Yorick, my cat, is a better trainer than Ash. Two mentions, just saying. Um, So the other two businesses that links me to them... um, I think that there would be, um, like, you would be able to buy Pokemon. 
Yeah. I think that's like got well, to be huge. There's precedent in the games. They've got the, the games corner in yes. Saffron City. I'd like to Although uncouple di- it as much as possible from gambling, if gambling, I may. Gambling, yeah. Yeah. And also that was funded by Team Rocket, who are an underground <laughs> crime syndicate, which I'm not too well, on board with. Oh, it's not utopia. Quite. It's just real life, Jack. But I think that <laughs> get over it. I do think that um Please be careful, he's our he's our favourite listener. Yeah, he's our already listener. <laughs> Good point. Hit subscribe. Five stars, five stars, Jack. Um but yeah, so I think you'd be able to buy Pokemon. Mm. For, I just I I just think that's a classic that yeah. would exist, right? Because if you're um a bit like Pokemon breeders, they are their own business because you're able to get specific um animals pets yeah. dogs in the real world and you want to get like a posh cat with lovely fur or I whatever mean, yeah i mean it exists already like and, and that's are... just from a perspective of aesthetics right yeah. that's being a fucking snob about animals mm. whereas in pokemon if you can make a profession off of it i think you are going to almost like crafts you know go around to all these breeders and look at all the charmanders out there and you're looking for certain characteristics that tell you that it's going to be a really strong pokemon in the future mm. okay so, you said you've got some more that carry on from the same thing. So, go on. Yeah, so the other I, thing... I mean, I would buy. Great. Okay, you're... A, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's like a, a staple. The other thing, and I think this is going to um, split opinion, are Pokemon zoos. Try mm. and tell me there's not real-world precedent for zoos, Gavin. I mean, there is real-world precedent for zoos. doesn't mean, like, I enjoy going to them. Yeah. I mean, but, again, just because I don't enjoy going to them doesn't mean they won't exist. Is it fair to say that Pokemon, of what we know, 812 species, are more exotic and interesting than animals are today? Yes. But would they be if they were our normal? Interesting. But it certainly doesn't um, lessen the desire, I think, to kind of oogle and ogle at them, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that you're probably going to have a zoo somewhere that's got Pokemon number... 750 muds muds uh, gosh mudsdale oh i love mudsdale if if you don't i mean it's just a horse but like if you don't live in that area yeah yeah, yeah. that they're from like texas sure, exactly like yeah that. so i think you'd get like exotic pokemon yeah that are unfortunately paraded in zoos um, because people are going to be fascinated by them. They're fascinated by them now. They're walking around, mm. you know, we're walking around with our phones out rather than talking to actual human beings. We're going to go to poker zoos. I'm not investing because I don't want to, but they're going to exist. Yeah, that's my good. Point. I don't want you to invest. Yeah, fine. Um, Hit me. Polywell Laundry Limited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really interested to see though. My businesses are designed to make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what a shocker. I haven't, I haven't fleshed them out at all. I'm interested just, to see, though, whether this is, whether the polywell itself is involved in the washing and in the laundry. Go. No, it's just some great graphic designer thought that polywells have a circle on their, like a spiral great. on their tummy and went, you know what? We can use that for a laundry company. So the business you've just pitched me yep. is a laundress. My argument is if Pokemon existed, <laughs> if Pokemon existed, of course people are going to take advantage of their imagery, their yep. like iconography of that Pokemon to yes. sell something. I do agree. This laundrette could be the worst laundrette you've ever been to, but you'll go to it because it's Polywell Laundry Limited. Although, you know what? I actually don't think people would because I think it, the world would be so oversaturated with 
Pokemon pun name companies. If today we went to Tokyo and there was a Poliwhirl laundrette. I mean, you go to it. You'd go to it. Yeah. Of course you would. Of course. All it would need is some images of Poliwhirls and then you would just have like, so on the laundry themselves, it would be like, you'd see the laundry going around in the tumbler and then it'd be like painted around the outside, like its arms and legs and shit. (laughs) Like you'd totally see that. So, yeah, I mean, but because they become public domain and they're not Nintendo's property, they're not Pokemon Company's property, you're going to see a lot more companies out there using the imagery and using the iconography of those Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I'm not investing, to be clear. Not investing, that's fine. To be clear. I've got one that you will invest in, though. Go on, hit me, hit me, hit me. Lipper Postal Services or or PPS. (laughs) Can you say that again? Pilipa Postal Service. Oh, you said it way better than the first time. Say it again. Pilipa Postal Service. <laughs> P- PPS. Yeah, yeah, PPS. So talk to me about Pilipa Postal Services. Um, what's interesting about it? Nothing. They've used to build... Come on! <laughs> right, here you go. Here's a build on it. Actually delivered by fucking Pelipers. Yeah, I mean, this is not an imagery thing. No, it's not an imagery thing. Eco-friendly. I mean, posts. the reason why this, the reason why this has come up is because you're very first episode, you had a very flawed idea of owning a Wingull. Yes, because it's the best looking Pokemon. Sure, but your idea was to own it be- to save on money on stamps, and nobody buys stamps <laughs> anymore. But fine, Polipa Postal Service. Let's use Polippers because let's build on what we were doing. We were talking about last episode. Maybe these Pokemon enjoy delivering stuff in their massive mouths. I don't know if this is a build or just a buy. Just a flat buy. <laughs> what I'm about to say, I'm not sure if it builds on your idea or if it actually detracts from your idea. But okay, he- here's something, right? Could Pelippers mm-hmm. and other Pokemon be natural equivalents, organic equivalents of drones? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, is it the Amazon basically train up a load of Pelippers to deliver their post? Yeah, and to... to- to be clear, they've trained up in a nice way, in a nice utopian Amazon haven't. way. <laughs> Amazon fucking haven't. They whip them every day. They've trained them up in a nice, friendly way. Yeah, oh yeah. Live in a utopia. Yeah, and they'll just, like, this massive pelipper will come just to deliver, like, you know, Look, an ice cube or something. I feel if we've got Pokemon workers cube, in our workforce, they have to have certain protections I think that if humans are in our workforces, they should have basic human fucking welfare conditions. But we don't all have that, Gavin. Yes. Kia, you're getting political again. Yeah, it's my bad. <laughs> um, so I, I would be into a business that trained up Pelippers and other Pokemon to do logistics. I'd be into a, a privately owned logistics company that uses Pokemon to do deliveries and then outsources that services to other giants. It could outsource it to Royal Mail. It could outsource it to UPS. It could outsource it to Amazon, to private organizations. I'm investing in that because that feels like the sales pitch for me there is, hey, Amazon, we know you're dicks. And we know that your eco, we know that your, um, you know, environmental impact is a big one, right? But there's not much they can do about it, which is why drones are an interesting uh, yeah. concept. However, if Pelipper Postal Services are pitching their eco-friendly Service services, I think that they could make an awful lot of money um, and I would invest in that business. Would you okay. be willing to change your business model for oh, me? Oh, absolutely. I've barely thought about that. So I've just <laughs> thought about a name to try and make you laugh. And that's it. I've got no, I've got no investment in these my own companies. Fine, I'm, I'm, in, I'm investing in that company. Perfect. 
on that note, Kia, please, let's take a break. We'll take a break and we'll be right back with you with fresh gin and tonics in just two minutes. Welcome back, listeners, to the Pokenomics episode of Fairly Far Fetched. How you doing, Gavin? You acclimatizing to the UK climate over here? I mean, it's very temperate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's clement. It's, it's, it's very pleasant. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. It's not humid. Oh, I'm pleased to hear that. Yeah. Um, so let's get back into it. Yeah, we've got some poker businesses you want to pitch at each other. Let's see if we can get some more investment. I would like you to give some serious ones All right. first, if that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Just to get the ball rolling. Balance. Balance it. So in the games, all the games, there are loads of instances of feeding stuff to pokemon right poffins um poffins god you had to mix them on the screen of the ds sean loved that sean's favorite thing it was his favorite thing it's like yeah. you want to battle no i'm mixing poffins, mixing poffins <laughs> for my bird team um but even in the original games right there was like the like kind of vitamins the carbos calcium iron Iron. PP up. Exactly. And they gave your Pokemon stat increases. Correct. I I think that would be a thing. I think there'd be Pokemon supplements. Just like in, for humans, mm. there are like fitness supplements. Yeah. I think that'd be a huge market for huge Pokemon. Huge market. Whether or not they actually work. Yeah. Who's quite. to say? Totally. And I think there'd be like rival companies. Yeah. How do you prove it? Exactly. It's just, it's the claims business. They're yeah. just making claim and claim and claim. This is a speed tonic. This is a strength candy. Yeah. Feed this to your Charmeleon 30 minutes after a workout in order to increase its protein or whatever that is. Yeah. This is stuff that we know exists. Wash your bouffalant hair with this caffeine shampoo <laughs> and it will be quicker. Yeah, exactly. So some aesthetic stuff as well. But I... The reason I bring it up is because it's a really big part of the games and I think it's worth noting that the real world version of it is not that far off. No, I mean, yeah. It's vitamins, it's candies, it's caffeine shampoo for your Pokemon. (laughs) For your Pokemon. And then there would be a huge wave of, I don't know, all natural organic supplements for your Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that's it. There's... There's not really much more to say on that. It's definitely going to exist. I haven't it? got a clever name for it, though. You got anything? Well, there's going to be lots of different companies. Yes. Um, so we need to stand out in the market. Yeah. Are we just inventing one? Just just the one. What's the name of our Pokemon supplement business going to be? This is I've, a big ask. I've got a tagline. I have a name. Okay, okay, okay. Stay on edge with on edge. Oh, yes. So there could be a huge marketing campaign. For attack pills. Where you have... <laughs> Particular Pokemon representing some of your products. Yeah. Stay on edge with on edge. Don't be trubbish. No, that wouldn't be a thing. What would that be? Don't be trubbish. <laughs> Stay on edge. Don't be trubbish. Um, you could be herdier. No, that's not a thing. I'm just saying Pokemon names. <laughs> Primarina. Prima pills. <laughs> 
Uh, I think we managed that one just about yeah. there. Pre-Marina, right. great, great Pokemon I'll, shout. Okay, I'm what gonna, you got? I'm going to try and give you a fairly serious one. I, I, I. It's got a tagline. It's got a tagline first. Who has all of your construction needs? Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh construction. You had enough. And uh, um, of course, you were famously referencing timber, girder, conkleder. <laughs> They've all got building materials. All had a good shout. On they this had to before. find them to evolve. Yep, we know this. So they probably are naturally inclined to seek out construction sites, which would probably mean <laughs> there was a company completely centered around mm. timber, girder, and conkleder. To, to tell me, tell me more about specifically how does this company make money? What are they doing? Building properties and so they are a construction yeah, they're company. A con- they're a construction company. So what they aren't are because the other thing I was thinking was would there be um, a company that is um, the employees are Gerda, Timber, and Concorder, but what they're selling are construction materials because these Pokemon are very, very good at seeking these things out. I like that, but I've actually thought of this this another way. Gone. You know how there's companies out there based around purely the welfare of animals? Yeah. Now, what I'm thinking of is this is a construction company run mm. by humans. Yeah. Has to be. Has to be. It's a construction company run by humans with the idea around helping Pokemon reach their full oh, potential. Oh, my God. So Timber, Gerda, Conkleder will probably naturally want to help yeah. and just get themselves involved because it's a nat- natural progression for these Pokemon. I like that so, a lot. Duh, construction. Yeah. And it's got a great tagline. Right. Duh. Duh. Who has all your construction needs? Nice. Duh. May I build? Of course. You could advertise this to trainers who own Timber or yeah. Gerda yeah. as a way of levelling up their Pokemon and evolving their Pokemon for them, training their Pokemon. For them, it's probably a nice little holiday retreat. It's a lovely holiday for the Pokemon. Yep. The trainer isn't having to do any of the training. It's a way of... Ba- it's like, look, we've got our own guys and we make money off them, but we can make even more money by getting someone else's just for eight hours a day and we don't have to pay them anything because what we're paying the trainer is a levelled up Pokemon. And at the same time, a new development has just gained a Pokemon centre through construction. Lovely. Built by Pokemon. I'm investing. Thank you. Can I ask about Pokemon centres? Go on. In the game, mm. they are a hospital for your Pokemon. Yeah. You pop in, you put your Pokemon in Pokeballs, you put them on like a little thing and it goes ding, 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 ding. Yep. And your Pokemon are immediately healed of all their ailments. Yep. And it's free. Yeah. What are we saying about the economics of Pokemon centers in our world? The PHS. So the Pokemon Health Service. service. Yeah. So you think that it is a public service yep. that allows for free healing of Pokemon. I'm going to add this into your trainer card. What do you mean? It's a subscription service. You know that... You need to subscribe to be a trainer. That pays your taxes... Not taxes. Yes, yeah, so your subscription yes. to the PHS. So it's a private organisation rather than a public. 
analogy or, of pets in the real world, we do not have free vets. We don't have free veterinary care, no. And Pokemon are going to be getting into all kinds of trouble because for some reason it's legal to fight them. For some reason. We decided. Um, it's not okay. We decided um, it. <laughs> you should have brought this up last week. No, I feel like it's part of your uh, license as a trainer. Uh, if you don't, like, tr- um, if you just keep Pokemon around as, like, house guests, like yeah. Ash's mum and Mr. Mime. Yeah. Bit weird. Ash's dad. Yeah, really. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um... I think maybe you invest in a, in maybe a private healthcare, private insurance for yeah. that, that Pokemon because it, it's more of a pet. And or it's pay per use. Maybe. maybe. I, think it's, I think that there, I think Pokemon centers you pay for. I think mm. that there are a, a whole a whole set of Pokemon insurers and mm. th- both of these are businesses that make money. Just like in the real world. I, I my think, vet get paid by my insurer. Yeah, I think there's room for both. I think... I think there's room for a government, like, certainly in, like, the UK, there's room for a government f- subsidised well, healthcare for Pokemon. There's definitely room for it, but I think those are going to be charities. I feel like I'm coming against this brick wall of dictator Kira. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel at the end of the episode, you're going to be suggesting this back at me. As like, you know what? There should be free healthcare for Pokemon because they should also be able to vote. People only remember the last five minutes of a podcast. I can say what I want for the first 55 minutes. No, so I, I, I agree, right? Fundamentally and philosophically, I agree. It wouldn't it be wonderful for there to be free healthcare for all living beings, right? To be clear, yeah. However, I our taxes would have to be astronomical, and I don't think it would. It just wouldn't play. And if you think about the way the world is right now, we don't have free healthcare for pets. We have charities, so I think there would be pokey charities, the RSPCA and whatever else mm. that would uh, take in Pokemon that can't afford healthcare other than that i think it's vets that are privately owned just like in today's world and there are also pet insurers just like there are in the real world give me another business all right um what can i give you um i'm gonna give you just one based on a pokedex entry fine because the last couple were quite beardy yeah so (laughs) deli birds deli it has a generous habit of sharing its food with people and pokemon so it's always scrounging around for more food. It's a shop that is run. The kitchen is entirely deli birds and the supply chain and the <laughs> buying is entirely deli birds. They go around and fill up their little sack with whatever food they find. And that's what you eat. Rotating menu every day. Gimmick. People are going to absolutely go nuts for that shit. Plus it's foraged food, right? That's in. No, no like food miles, eco-friendly and just imagine going and being served by deli birds. Michelin starred? I, it would be, I mean, got to be impossible, right? Because the variance is going to be huge. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Based on what they find. <laughs> but they love sharing their um, food. So they're going to get a lot out of it. I have a question for you. Hit me. Was this really written down in front of you on your iPad or did you think of it in the kitchen while you're making my gin and tonic? No. Based on what I've been telling you. What I will tell you, Gavin, is that this morning it was just going to be called Deli Birds, where we eat deli birds. Gross. (laughs) So it took a turn. (laughs) But a positive turn for a change. Good. Okay. Hit me. Um, Can we eat Pokemon in our world, Gavin? Do we eat Pokemon? Can Can I come back to that? Later, when I give you my final thought. You may come back to it, Gavin. <laughs> thought that might come up. So, same vein. This is based on a Pokedex entry. Yes. 
It can distinguish the faintest of scents. It puts its sensitive sense of smell to use by helping pastry chefs in their work. What? Slurpuff bakeries. <laughs> Slurpuff? Yeah. Do I know what a Slurpuff is? You know what a Slurpuff is. Slurpuff. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a patisserie chef. Yeah. No, it looks, sorry, it looks it like looks a patisserie. Like a, it looks like a pastry. <laughs> now, okay, so tell me, elaborate. Okay, so I'm thinking Swirlix and Slurpuff. Pokemon's number 684, Pokemon number 685. Mm -hmm. They are probably, again, in the same vein of Durr Construction. (laughs) Best business so far, just like. Durr Construction. Easily best business. Um, I'm saying in the same vein as that, these Pokemon are probably quite happy to help out. And you probably, if you were a baker, or particularly if you were after, like you were making pastries, Mm. you'd probably want to employ the expertise. You'd probably seek out and catch a Swirlix of course or a Slurpuff. Why wouldn't you? To help you in the kitchen, in the pastry. Yeah. The pa- as being a pastry chef, you'd probably want to improve everything its by the sense addition of, of a Slurpuff. Its sense of smell is 100 million times better than a human's. So even the faintest scent tells it about everything in the area. It's like it can see with its nose. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm right in saying that we decided the Pokedex was 100% true as well. That's right. right? That's, that's right. We did decide that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah 100% true. 100% true. We actually Hyper said that real. at, the, be- yeah, at yeah. the beginning of this episode. Rule number one. Rule number one. The Pokedex is, is fact. Hyper real. Yeah, great. Totally. So um, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's probably bakery. Again, it may not, they may not all be called Slurpuff Bakery. Sure. Um, but they probably, you know, probably okay. use the expertise of a Slurpuff. Maybe help a Swirlix evolve into a Slurpuff. So I've got one final one based on, like, just a, a name. In uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, yep. you could go up to a counter in the Pokemon Center and you could order a drink. Yeah. And my favorite one was Kamala Coffee. Kamala Coffee. And yeah, I, I loved that. Kamala was... Coffee. Right. Go on. That, what game was that in? Sun, Sun and Moon, yeah. yeah. Kamala Coffee. Just that, it, I imagine it's a great cup of coffee. In the Looks morning, great. Yeah, right? man. Probably a great cup of coffee. It's yeah. probably a brand. hundred percent. And that's what that's probably what, that's what I think. Like there's probably branded items based around a Pokemon. Kamala coffee. Yeah, it's nice. I mean he's it? got nothing to do with coffee. He's he's a koala holding a log. Doesn't have to though. <laughs> Doesn't have to. There's a Maybe. coffee shop down the road which is bird box. You're like, what's that got to do with anything? Sure. It's evocative. Yeah. Interesting thing about Kamala. Okay, here we go. It's got nothing to do with the Normal business. type Pokemon number 775. There's this theory that the Pokemon isn't the koala and it's the log. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? This is based on how he's animated in the game. Okay. The log's the one that's jumping and moving and he's just like asleep on the log. That's so funny. So actually, it's the Pokemon is the log and then it's just annoyingly got a koala on it. Yeah, that's probably just like a real koala. <laughs> but there aren't real koalas. <laughs> no, <laughs> Or is a symbiotic relationship. Symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Kamala is a log and a koala. So Kamala Coffee is one of your businesses. Kamala Coffee. I'm and into got, it because I liked it in the games. I've got one more, but I'm not going to give it to you until you give me, me one more. Yeah, okay. I've got a couple here. So... Bash them out. Pokemon instructors. Yep. There are two ways of taking this. The way I'm going is like driving instructors. Mm-hmm. Going back to our decision last week that gyms would be your practical examination. You'd also have a theory test. I believe that there would be a huge industry for Pokemon instructors that train 18-year-olds to pass these gym tests, right? So they'd be experts in... A bit like, do you know in the games, you've got that guy who's like, hey, champ in the making, and he gives you a... 
he tells you what the type is. Yeah. Take that, but make it into a business. He's telling you, right, gym three, here's what to expect. This here's is what how- the train looks like. Yeah, this is how you're going to pass it. Yeah. And he's got a license for battling. As long and he can use, let's say he has a um, a licensing agreement or a usage agreement with certain poker gyms or poker parks, so that he can go and use designated Pokemon battling areas mm. to make money. And he probably has to pay a little bit to whoever, whomever owns those poker parks or gyms. But he's charging a hell of a lot per hour for young trainers and old trainers to go down and learn from him or her mm. around how to pass the next test, especially on theory stuff. I think there'd be quite a lot of tutorials tutoring going on yeah bye nice you know you know no convincing yeah that's important though i think it's an important part of our world important yeah i think it's gonna exist with with anything that becomes its own industry yeah it's of course gonna spur spur on more things there's probably someone out there that helps you make a youtube account right oh 100 percent there are making money yeah 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 It's, it's all very contrived so um i've got two more i'd like to chuck one more serious one at you before i end with my final one in a second is that okay yeah, my my final one's going to be very quick. Okay, great. So, yeah. Um, and then we'll get on to a question from the listener. Yeah. And Gavin's final thought. Yeah. So I was thinking about the ridiculous phenomenon of vaping. Fine. I don't know much about it. Go on. Vaping's really, really weird, right? So my girlfriend vapes mm-hmm. and she used it as a way to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. So she has just like, you know, one you bought in Sainsbury's and she buys vape liquid for it and it's, we hope, better to suck on a battery than it is on, you know, burning nicotine and tar, right? Mm. Um, but there's a huge universe and community around vaping. I don't know if you're aware of this, Gav. No. Um, so if you go on Instagram, for example, um, a couple of people that we used to go to uni with actually will post Instagram posts and they'll put all kinds of hashtags on like vape fam, vape jam, hashtag vape community things like this and i clicked Mm. on a couple of them and there are whole communities of people that they're like identifying hobby as vaping it's a hobby and what's really interesting about it is that they talk about their builds so i think core to a vape is something called a coil which is basically how the electricity is created when you suck on the battery so you choose your kyber crystal and you create a lightsaber (laughs) what we're saying here is (laughs) custom pokeballs i love it do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because in the games, every single game, there are like new Pokeballs. Yeah. Take the analogy of vaping and kyber crystals to make lightsabers in the Star <laughs> Wars universe. And I think you've got companies that um, create custom Pokeballs depending on what you want. Yeah. Now, I think there's probably still like uh, a universal standard of, of, course there of is. a Pokeball. But you would probably shop bought. S- shop bought Pokemon company made yeah. the Pokeball. Uh, and there's probably only one or two officially licensed companies that are allowed to sell Pokeballs yeah. because of the nature of it. And I think you'll get people who are like, no, no, I don't go for that custom shit because all you need is a Pokeball and a Great Ball. A bit like, as a drummer, I basically went, I've got to have the biggest drum kit available. And then you get people, at a certain point, you finally get this massive drum kit, which you think is what everyone aspires to. And then someone goes, mate, you can do all that with just a ride and a snare. You're like, oh God, you're way cooler than I am. <laughs> and I think they'll be the same for Pokeballs. Yeah. Be like, oh, what's your build? Like that would be the chat. I'd be like, oh, what's your build? Oh yeah, I'm running like a C7 uh, coil with a X13 transponder or whatever it is. And someone just goes, oh, what about you? I've got a regular Pokeball and I still do just fine. Yeah. Bit like the coffee industry. Yeah. You've got people who have these inc- like incredibly basic setups that make the best coffee in the world. Yeah. And you go, 
it's because you're just fundamentally better than me at making coffee. And I think it's the same thing with Pokemon. You'd have some people that are just naturally better and they're like, I use a basic Pokeball, guys. But but yes, uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. There's probably someone on Etsy selling some stickers for your Pokeball, probably. But I think it's more than that. I think it's the technology inside. I think you'd have companies that engineer Pokeballs that people are like, oh yeah, no, it's much better if you have a down and B Pokeball. It's much better if you have <laughs> a, works. you know, a double coil filtration system and all this stuff. And I think that people would get into like the engineering of the Pokeballs mm. and you'd have some people that just spent so much time investing money and time in Pokeballs and people that would spend a lot of money on custom Pokeballs that's, as well as Diamante Pokeballs. That's interesting. I, I thought of, I sort of thought you were saying like custom as in on the outside. That's what I went for originally. I mean, the way I think of a Pokeball is and is like a locked down piece of technology, like an iPhone. That you there's not a whole lot of customer. It's like an ecosystem. On but its own. a phone isn't a Pokeball that transports a bit of IP, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm saying yeah, that yeah. phone isn't a bit of IP. Anyone can make a phone. Yeah, not anyone can make an iPhone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be unofficial Oh, products. okay, yeah, sure. But I feel like there's probably licensing involved uh, with a Pokeball. You would still have to get licensing in order to produce and sell Pokeballs. So, yeah, you could probably, you could probably get a license to create... Yeah, okay. We, li- we live okay. in a free market, right? So yeah, you okay, have to okay, have okay, competition. Okay. So, yes, there are probably quite a few companies that make Pokeballs, and there's probably quite a few companies that make expensive luxury Pokeballs. Yeah. So yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, they've gained a license and they've got Pokeballs with like steam pipes coming out of them. Exactly. Or that's, oh, they trans. You know, their Wi-Fi chips upgraded. Yeah, this one's particularly good at catching heavy Pokemon. Exactly. Or something like that. Even though the Pokemon company produces a ball called the Heavy do. Ball, or the Dive Ball, or the Dive Ball, there's another company out there that specialises in totally one type of Pokeball. A bit like I don't know computer peripherals. Like there are companies that make much better mice keyboards, etc. Yeah, fine. Buy it. Right. Your last one. I've actually got one more serious one before I get onto the final one. Okay, go. The other serious one I thought about is, you know, we talked about Pokeballs being transporters. When you've got more than six Pokemon on you, they have to be transported away because we don't want people rocking around with 100 Pokemon taking over the world. Mm -hmm. That's like a law. The logistics of that is that your Pokemon gets transported to essentially a nature reserve. I think that is an interesting business model. Because we talked about it as just, that happens. Are you thinking like holidays? I'm not necessarily thinking holidays. I'm thinking that the elite, the wealthy elite, would pay more than just their Pokemon trainer license fee. So let's say you pay a license fee to become a Pokemon trainer, which allows you to have any one of the uh, Pokemon company funded Poke parks. People go, yeah, they're a bit rubbish, but you know they do the job. Then you've got other people who pay a lot more money per month to a private company, and they say, you know what, Pokemon company, don't worry, I'm still going to pay my licensing fee, but I'm not going to use your nature reserves. I'm going to use this really high end one where they get pampered or whatever. Fine. Luxury Pokemon nature yeah, reserves. I understand. Yeah, it's probably going to exist in our dystopian world. It's um, not dystopian. It is dystopian. Um, I think. Yeah. No, you're right. What I, I kind it of sucks. Like, I, yeah, it sucks. I kind of like the idea that the Pokemon company or or what have you, the government or something, ran the version of the Pokemon storage system. And I think but, that they will. But, but Bill would come along and create his own Pokemon storage system, which is better than the others. What, and yeah. the fact is, the wealthy elite always have an advantage over the rest. You're of right. Us, right? But that's what I don't like. What that's what of course. I, yeah. So I don't like the rich po- rich boy Pokemon trainer. Of course, has been given a Kangaskhan by his mum. But imagine <laughs> the rag to riches story 
when some kid off of the council estate comes along and wins the Pokemon League and you're like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> right? This Pokemon was dragged up in one of those rubbish nature reserves and yet what? Still beat your Gengar. What does the movie Slumdog Millionaire look like? <gasps> next week. <laughs> Spoilers for next week. Crikey. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to do my final funny one? Because I feel like you're waiting for a Hail Mary with your final one. No, it's just I'm just conscious of the time. Hit me up with your one, then I'll go mine. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) That was a beardy 10 minutes. Sorry, guys. Hooper Transdimensional Disposal Service. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Pokemon number 720. Hoopa. 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 Uh, Has he come up before? No, he hasn't. Um, Legendary. Legend, mythical. Only distributed to 3DSs across the world using the Pokemon event. You've got one? I've got one. Famously. Uh, It gathers things it's like... Gosh. It gathers things it likes and passes them through its loop to teleport them to a secret place. It's like Portal. It's like Portal. This troublemaker sends anything and everything to faraway <laughs> places using its loop, which can warp space. What? So. Mythical, though. Let's suspend our disbelief for the the lols. <sighs> Fine. So I'm saying Hooper can, you know, send stuff through transdimensional space. Sure. Yep. Garbage service. Beautiful. Right? <laughs> Where's it sending them to? He gives a fuck. It's not on fuck. our planet. It's a secret. Exactly. It's not our planet. Floating around in space. Reducing emissions. Really nice. Eco-friendly. We only need one. You're right. And he only does it to start like garbage he likes. Of course. Right? But how's that helpful? I don't know. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> not investing. Um, final one. Hold on. You're saying you're not investing in trans-dimensional garbage disposal. No, because I think it's irresponsible. <laughs> Too much space garbage out there. Neoliberal key is back. Exactly. India recently <laughs> exploded that satellite right near our atmosphere Stop it. and now we've got Stop space it. debris flying everywhere <laughs> last five minute rule okay my final pokey business is called pokeyoki pokeyoki it's karaoke for it's your karaoke pokemon. For pokemon and i've written the advert karaoke for pokemon karaoke with pokemon i've written the advert okay I don't think you're ready for this jiggly, so take a chancey and poplio down to Pokeyoki, the number one spot to crack out a cricket tune with your Pokey pals. Sing tuition now available to a wide range of Pokemon. If they can learn it, we can teach it. Oh gosh, I love it. Right? Yeah. So you can go down and have a lovely time doing karaoke with your Pokemon, but also they're doing tuition for Pokemon that can learn the move Sing, which famously puts other Pokemon to sleep. Of course, the number one Pokemon who's famous for this is Jigglypuff. Mm. You go down with other Pokemon and it would teach them really like, because Sing is an interesting move, just like any other move that puts a Pokemon to sleep in as much as it has a very low hit rate. It's not very likely to hit. Yeah. So you would go to the these Pokeyoki places and, you know, at night you're going to go and get pissed up and have karaoke with your Pokepals. Lovely. During the day though, they've got unused real estate, which instead they repurpose for tuition for Pokemon to learn the move Sing. Just want to point out, that wasn't silly. That's a perfect... That's a great idea. Great idea. That's, that's a serious... That's a serious business. Right. Invest. Yes. Okay. So, this brings us to our question of the day. Question of the day. Gavin, here's. This question comes from Hannah in Tokyo. Are ghosts actually ghosts or are they born that way? Yeah, all right. 
Hannah. Now, yeah, I didn't want to answer this question for a very long time because I feel like we're probably going to have an entire episode about this anyway. We do have a history on this pod, in my opinion, of just going, like, just bypassing the important questions. And I think this is one of them. This is a really important question. I think we did quite well eventually on getting on Psychic, but Ghost has been the one that I haven't wanted to get into. It is an important question. Now, I would say that we decided... Um, we decided quite early on that we would sort of suspend our disbelief in our world to explain away Pokemon like fairies and like like fairy tale Pokemon. Like, yes, you know how there's stories as a, as a kid, like you had pixies in the back garden or something like that. You know, yep. that was just actually we decided that was Pokemon. Yeah, um, and we decided to some degree that it was, mm. you know, maybe a a developed bacteria or something like that yep. with ghosts i think this probably comes down to i mean people probably believe they are ghosts of previous <laughs> okay Pokemon. really interesting okay good point people in the same way that people believe ghosts are ghosts yeah. and they are real and, and it's not, just I'm, light or electrical i'm not gonna judge people who, i mean i don't personally believe that yeah i'm not gonna judge idiots stop it <laughs> christ um <laughs> This is why we recorded in the morning in my yeah. time, so I can't have two gins. Yeah, right. So what I'm saying is, is that ghost Pokemon are probably explained in the same way as our sword Pokemon and our shields, you know, like, on edge. Like, And remind us of the explanation of that? We decided that they'd taken a form, like a bacteria or a parasite or something like that, had taken a form of an inanimate object. Yeah, had taken the form of an inanimate object. Literally taken over an inanimate taken object over an inanimate and object. moved it like a hermit crab or something. Yeah, and maybe this is just like um, something like that. Or there's maybe because there's there's an artist on Instagram who actually did the um, he did the he was hit up for the concept art for the Detective Pikachu movie. Okay. Um, and the reason why he was hit up is because he'd been doing realistic Pokemon for a very, very long time. Mm. And he actually does an image of the famous ghost Pokemon trio, Ghastly, yeah. Haunter, and Gengar. Yeah. And what's really interesting is what we did with them. And this is kind of how I see it as well. Is they're bats? Bats? Yeah. He's turned them into bats. Is this Limpor? No, it's not Limpor, no. Okay, who is this? Remember? I'm looking on Limpor now and trying to find his Ghastly. What Pokemon number is Ghastly out of interest? Ghastly's Pokemon number 92. Yep. And the Instagram artist I'm talking about is RJ Palmer Artist. So it's all one word, RJ Palmer Artist. Mm -hmm. Now he um, sort of drew uh, Ghastly, Gengar uh, and Haunter as as bats. I thought it was just a really interesting idea that they're just just animals. Yeah. The the general consensus is they are ghost Pokemon because they're kind of a bit mysterious probably live in caves or like tops of rafters of buildings but stuff like that there is evidently I mean, in the artwork for all three of these pokemon a bit of a ghostly apparition about them right there is at least like a kind of a gas or something yeah that they are made up of yeah so is what you're saying is that the core of them is something like a bat and why a bat anyway why I do you think know. that that works i think it works because they've they've he's made a very very like interesting visual comparison um, to to make them look, it, it look it still looks like a ghastly, but it's it's a bat in in a way. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, this isn't this isn't really explaining the question very well. No, but, but it does it, it. Yeah, it's one take on it for sure. Mm. For me, it's always just been that they are a bit like because I think it's really weird, right? 
that they're the biggest planets in our solar system are gas giants. There are planets in our solar system that are made. I don't. I can't remember exactly because I'm not a space nerd, but like entirely of gas, right? And they are still somehow kept together and look like a spherical planet. Yeah. So it's a bit like a smoke monster out of Lost or out of Stranger Things. Could there not just be something that is able to keep a smog or a fog or something like that around itself? Or are we saying a bit like the, was it RJ Palmer that you said? A bit, actually, they are completely different from how they are drawn and animated in the games. And actually, they're solid creatures that look a bit ghostly. What, where are you, I think is that what you're saying? Uh, no, well, I'd probably think it's probably a mix of the two, depending on the Pokemon. So a Pokemon like Burnett, who is a animated puppet, yeah. would be quite different from Ghastly, Gengar, Haunter. A Pokemon like Chandelure, yeah. who is a animated chandelier, yeah. ghost Pokemon, is probably quite different. I think we need we just basically need to do it on a case by case basis that, that I think you're right. That ghosts are not ghosts, but they've got that They've got that history of, of people thinking that, yeah. oh, I saw a ghastly the other night. Oh, it yeah. terrified me. It, it appeared as a wisp of smoke or yeah. something like that. It's just um, it's just those fairy tales that they've, they've got the, yeah. the notoriety of being a um, ghost. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I think what we're basically saying is Hannah asked a really shit question. Oh, come off. <laughs> It's not a shit question. You're asking the wrong question, Hannah. <laughs> it's not... Obviously, ghost Pokemon aren't ghosts. Crikey. But what we're saying is, that case by case basis, some will be more kind of physical, some will be a bit more gaseous. Yes. Yeah. I, kind of I think that we've already kind of d- discussed ghost Pokemon in the same way. of the We, we decided that... The hyperbolic Pokedex. That, exactly that, yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, a Vanillux is not an ice cream. No. You know, a ghastly is not a ghost. Yeah. It's it's something that's taken on that form. So. I'm down with that. I, I'm not. It's, it's, it's fine. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> right. That brings me to what, Kia? Gavin's final thought. Okay. I have four Pokedex entries today. Sugar. I'm going to... You may already sort of know what I'm going to talk about, Kia. No, it'll be a huge surprise, I think. Huge surprise. <laughs> So I'm just going to bash them out. Yeah. React as you must. Pokemon number 342, Crawdaunt. Oh, I love that Pokemon. Its pincers often fall off. Unlike with Crabrawler or Clauncher, the meat in its claws is utterly nasty and stinking. Oh, which means that Crabrawler and what was the other one? Clauncher. Clauncher. Have tasty. They're delicious. Tasty claw meat. <laughs> they delicious. Pokemon number 79, Slowpoke. Alolan home cooking often involves drying slowpoke tails and then simmering them into a salty stew. Oh, that sounds real nice. <laughs> what do they do with the rest of the slowpoke? Hopefully I, that tail grows back. That's one of those that I think that in Alola, Hawaii, mm. it's something that they're doing a bit like, you know, whaling in Japan or, you know, Eating fermenting sharks. Exactly. It's one of those things that in certain cultures you would be aghast. Yeah. But... It's happening somewhere in the world. Yeah. Number 420, Cherubi. 
Oh, got one of these recently. The small ball holds the nutrients needed for evolution. Apparently, it's very sweet and tasty. Okay. Pokemon number 83. I'd like to put a pin in Cherubi because that's a really interesting point about evolution, but carry on. Okay. Pokemon number 83, our namesake, Farfetch'd. There he is. This doesn't come from the Pokedex in the games. This comes from the Pokedex from the TV show. Okay. Ash's, Ash's Pokedex. Go on. Farfetch'd, a wild duck Pokemon. Farfetch'd makes a delicious meal, especially when cooked with a leek. Because of this, Farfetch'd is nearly extinct. What? Yes. So we've over-farmed and eaten... Farfetch'd. Also, one thing I'd like to add to Farfetch'd, because Farfetch'd is our namesake. Our namesake. Farfetch'd is a very, very interesting name in Japanese. Is it really? Kamonnegi. Didn't you? Kamonnegi literally means duck onion. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does. It does in some way. Yeah. They need to focus on duck onion. <laughs> so, so... Camo, I believe, is one way of saying duck. And Negi is a green onion. Duck onion. Duck onion. I believe duck paired with green onion is a a dish. It's a delicacy. So he has been created, the Pokemon's been created. Out of a meal. Based on a meal. That's creepy as all hell. So my question is to you, and I think we end this very, very quickly because I don't want to get into it now. Do we eat Pokemon? We eat Pokemon. We eat Pokemon, We eat animals in our world. How the hell are we not eating Pokemon in a world where animals don't exist? Otherwise, I mean, what a lovely world. We're always eating plants. I know, right? Ain't the case. No. We are eating Pokemon like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. In the um, Indigo series, there is a scene, uh, well, one of many scenes, where Ash and Brock are starving. They, and imagine... they imagine. Filleted Magikarp. Yeah. It looks delicious That's as all hell. Delicious, yeah. So we eating them. Because I did also think, pretty thing about Farfetch'd is it brings the meal to you. You know? <laughs> Like with other Pokemon, you're like, okay, now I'm gonna have to like make up a little soul something. Farfetched, grab it, chuck it in a pot, cook it. You got duck and seasoning. What <laughs> delicious! So next week, well, not next week, sorry, next fortnight. Yes. Um, we have something special pan, which we hope does pan out. Um, but we think the way we're gonna go with next week's episode, next sorry, next fortnight's episode is we think we're going to have a take a look at Hollywood, I think. We're going to take a little Hollywood, yeah. We're going to go into, like, pokey media, pokey movies, and we are going to be hopefully joined by our very good friend and special guest, Sean Hillier. We did mention him earlier this episode, and if you didn't know who he was, that was probably a bit weird for you. Yeah, yeah. it was an in-joke, and I'm sorry about that. In-joke for the masses. (laughs) Perfect. Um, And Sean is the host, I guess, of a podcast called Don't Think About Elephants, which is a film podcast. And we thought it would be a really interesting time to bring in another expert about movies, which we're, you know, we're aware of, but not exactly experts on. And think about the movie, the Hollywood world over the last hundred years, whatever it is, and how those movies be different if Pokemon existed and starred in some of them. And I mean, we already kind of touched on it. What does Slumdog Millionaire look like? Right, exactly. When Pokemon exists. Exactly. It's Slum is... Growlithe Millionaire. <laughs> is... No, that's not a thing. But it would have to be a thing. Is it about winning who wants to be a millionaire? Or is it about, you know, succeeding in the Pokemon League? Totally. Rags to riches. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Godfather with Wailord. Pulp Fiction with instead of Bruce Willis as the boxer... <laughs> It's a hit more chat. 
So fingers crossed that pans out. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for listening this week. I hope that it, it hasn't, you know, stressed you out because it's been a bit too bit too long. Gavin, how do people get in contact with us? Of course. You can find us at Instagram and at Twitter, on Twitter, at Fairly Farfetched. We have a website, fairlyfarfetched.com. You can find all of our podcasts on there. You can also send in your questions to questions at fairlyfarfetched.com. Please send in your questions. We need them. They would be lovely. Or your just angry rants, also helpful. Yeah. Um, And if you don't know how we spell farfetched by now, you're probably not listening to this podcast. It'd be strange. Yeah. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, you're thinking, how do I spell it? Look on your phone. (laughs) Um, and what would be lovely, because it really helps us out, is if you just leave us a uh, review, leave us a, a rating. That'd be wonderful. Five stars, five stars. Doesn't have to be five stars. Five stars. <laughs> Do what you think. But you think five stars. Stop it. <laughs> I think it's rude. <laughs> it's not rude. You can't just ask for five stars. It's kind of disgusting. I'm not asking for five stars. I'm, I'm <laughs> demanding <laughs> five stars. It's completely different. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening this Thanks, week. Thanks, guys. I've been Gavin. And I've been Kia. Have a lovely day. Letters. <laughs>